speeches, debating, impromptu speaking, conversations, presentations, interviews, tips, and advice. Welcome to the Stand Up and Speak podcast, where we discuss everything to do with public speaking. Hello and welcome to our Stand Up and Speak podcast. Today we have a very special guest, Helen. How are you doing today? Hi, Misty. I'm doing great. Thank you. That's awesome. Can you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I'm Helen. I moved to Toronto four years ago from France, and I've been enjoying my life here. The life quality is great. That's awesome. Why did you move to Canada from France? So I moved to Canada to explore a new environment. I wanted to challenge myself and go out of my comfort zone. And just living outside of your comfort zone and having a, a different experience professionally is, has been great. That's amazing. And I know it's, I'm sure, very scary. So how was it? How did you kind of, you know, build up that, that uh, convincing yourself that, yes, you want to make this move? Like, how were you able to get over the fear that you feel when you're stepping outside your comfort zone? So to be honest, I was very scared of moving abroad because I was like, oh, I'm already in my comfort zone, right? In France, I have my family, my friends, but I wanted to challenge myself. So I was like, just go for it. If you don't take the risk, you will not, not know it. That's honestly very inspiring. And then to your point, it's, it's very hard to do. And then coming here four years later, I'm assuming you, you're loving the decision, like you said, and you're really liking everything about Canada. Oh, yes. That's awesome. What's one thing that you miss the most about France? I'm going to assume it's your family and friends, but I'll still ask the question. Yes, for sure. It's my family and friends, but I would say the food. The food? Okay. <laughs> what is like your favorite thing to eat there? If I was ever to go to France, what would be the one thing I should 100% get? I love the duck breast with orange, honey, and ginger sauce. Ooh, that <laughs> sounds so good. And if someone from France was coming to Toronto or Canada, what would you tell them to try here? I will tell them to try poutine. Nice. <laughs> it's always a fair and good option. I love, yeah, I love poutine as well. Um, that, that's awesome. Can you tell me a little bit more about your career goals? And, you know, I know you said you're in the project space. So why did you choose to go into that space? And what do you like the most about it? I really like being a project manager and scrum master because you can see a project going live from end to end. You are part of a journey with a team and you are having many challenges most of the time, but then you can see the um, archivement. And that's what I like about being a project manager. No, I completely agree. I'm in the project space myself and I, I love when, you know, it's, it's what I was saying earlier, like I feel like every day is so different because there's new challenges. You never feel complacent or, or kind of steady. Everything always just, just something you're learning. Um, and I'm sure for you in France, were you in a similar um, career setting? Okay, that's great. Is there a big difference between how France kind of does project management versus Canada? Or is it a very similar, you know, methodology or, or the way we, we do things? I would say that the methodology is similar, but it's the culture, the work culture that is a bit different. Okay. Yeah. Can you speak a little bit more to that? What makes France different than Canada? Um, the difference will be that in France um, will be more um, will will be more focused on the how to archive the project. Okay. 
And here will be more focused on the result. Ah, that's okay. That's interesting. Like kind of more importance on the process versus the the end goal. Mm-hmm. That's that's really interesting. And and I think that's one of the things that, you know, you you realize when you work in companies that are international, you've worked in different places, is culture makes such a big difference to, um, you know, the way you work or the way you do things, even different companies within Canada. I know, you know, some of my friends are in projects and and they work with completely different frameworks or cultures where, you know, there's very results focused, results heavy versus some others are more focused on collaboration and, and a lot of those things. You know, what are the maybe two most important things you value in your work culture that, you know, helps you enjoy and feel satisfied? So in my work culture, I really take an importance in the the collaboration with the team and uh, the recognition as well from the management. Yeah, no, I think getting that validation and that um, visibility becomes so, so important. And for you, I'm assuming you're in a role of, of PM and Scrum Master where you do take on the role of presenting and doing those things. So how does public speaking and, and confidence really play into your role today? It plays a huge role, I would say. I think that public speaking is so important just in life in general because it helps you to express clearly your thoughts in a in a clearly manner and uh it uh, it helps you to have your message understood by everyone. Yeah, 100%. I think especially as a project manager because you have so many stakeholders, so many different different types of people because you have developers and then you have, you know, accounting, finance, and they all speak a different almost language sometimes. Mm-hmm. So being able to communicate and, and break it down for them and get everyone on the same page, I think that's one of the, I feel, the hardest things about being a PM, but something I, I love the most about it. What do you find the hardest or the biggest challenge you face as a PM today or a Scrum Master today? Uh, the biggest challenge, I would say, is to sometimes meet the target, the timelines. There's always challenges going on in a project and sometimes it's hard to meet the deadline. So we have to explain ourselves. Yeah. And, and does communication, I'm assuming, play a really big role in that, right? Do you Is that one of the reasons why you... One, maybe I'll start with, how did you find out about Stand Up and Speaking? Two, what made you join the the public speaking program? So I found out about public speaking thanks to my friend Jasmine. So she already uh, has taken a lot of classes uh, with you. And uh, she has told me all great things about it. And she told me that, yeah, practicing is the key of public speaking. So I wanted to uh, take the time and uh, get the chance to... uh, to improve this skill. That's amazing. And how have you feel maybe you've improved or what are things that you learned about yourself through this class that you maybe didn't know before? Oh, I've learned so much thanks to the teacher. Um, She was very helpful to me because she was telling me what I was doing great and where in which area I had to improve. So I, I know that I, I thought that I, my anxiousness could be heard, but she told me that she couldn't hear it. And uh, I know that I use, I'm using a lot of filler words. So she told me and advised me that I could pose. And this is something that, that is true. And uh, I've heard like other public speaker that does a lot of pose and the silence yeah. is not bothering. Yeah, no. And I think a lot of people think sometimes the most confident public speakers are the ones that can get their message across in the most efficient and fast way. But really you'll see the ones that make or leave the impact are the ones that can use effective pauses. So you'll notice they'll 
structure their pauses in a very significant way where they'll want to give you a second to think, but also take a second themselves, right? To kind of recoup and make sure the next message that they send is, is done in an impactful way. So I completely agree. And I think it's, it's awesome that you're able to self self-reflect. And I think that's one of the biggest things about just going to a class because yes, you get to reflect on yourself, but you also see all these other folks in the same boat as you, right? Trying to learn. And you not only learn from yourself, you learn from everyone around you. Um, and I think that's one of the nicest things. And, and the hardest things to do is take that step and go to that class. I think you're again, very fortunate that you had Jasmine, one of your friends who was able to bring you here. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm glad, you know, she had good things to say and you're enjoying the class. Um, cause, and I think one thing you said that a lot of our adults usually, I think struggle with is feeling that people can hear how scared or nervous they are. Mm -hmm. And it, it's very true. Cause even me sometimes or mainly before where I would be really, really nervous. I would think people could hear my heartbeat, but only I could <laughs> feel it because it felt so loud. Um, yeah. and it, it took people reminding me that like everyone here wants you to be successful, that you know, you could be scared in your mind, but it doesn't come off to your point. I think that helps a lot, right? Yes, I totally agree. And I'm so grateful that I have done the public speaking class with, uh, with you. That's amazing. I'm so glad. And uh, I guess my next question is, I know we spoke about how public speaking is so important in your career. Um, how important do you think it is for this next generation that is kind of glued to their screens and, and maybe doesn't have as much social, you know, timeframes or opportunities as, as we did? Um, how important do you think public speaking is for them? And do you have any advice or tips for them? So I will tell the next generation that public speaking is such an important skill, first of all, in their personal and their professional life. Personally, even when they are going to a store, just getting to get understood uh, at work, I would say, they will grow in their career because it's a key for leadership, that's for sure. And the advice that I will give them is to uh, encourage them to uh, to speak up, to uh, train themselves and to record themselves as well. That's a, that's a great, great advice, I think. And I, I don't think we hear it enough. It's that yes, public speaking is so important, you know, when you're giving a speech or when you're in an interview or when you're at work, but it's equally as important when you're just going to a store and asking mm -hmm. for help or talking to your family, talking to your friends. I think, you know, public speaking is always seen as this thing you do when you're in front of thousands or hundreds of people, but Sometimes it's just more about public speaking and confidence and just being able to speak up, right? And communicate yourself and have the confidence to, first of all, say it, but then also say it right. That's correct. And I think what you said, it comes from practice mm -hmm. and it comes from being able to hear yourself, reflect on where you struggled and then make the change. But I think a lot of us are scared. And I think it's 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 such a valid point that for our kids, 100%, one, they should start early, but two, they need to really realize the importance of this before it's too late. Cause I think that's what happens, right? We go through life and we're like, Oh, like, I'm, I'm sure I'll be fine. I'll, I'll learn. I'll be confident, but it is a practice skill. It doesn't just happen overnight where one day we're, you know, shy the next day we're confident. Mm -hmm. I think it takes long time and it's public speaking. Yes. Has to do with your ability to talk in front of a group, but it has so much to do with your innate confidence. Um, and I think more and more of our kids are prioritizing that and building their self-confidence, which I think is really, really good. Yes, I totally agree. And I wish that we have this kind of classes. Yes, no, cool. I agree. I, if I feel like I learned this a lot earlier in life or, mm -hmm. or you know what, not even learn it, but just someone told me the importance of it earlier on, it would have made 
a massive difference. So I, I agree. I think, again, it's so nice. There's this program, but there's so many kids that aren't getting the help that aren't, don't even know about the program that should be getting it at school, you know, in, in everyday, um, in everyday life. Cause it is critical. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we'll switch gears a bit and learn more about you. What's one thing that people don't know about you? One thing that people don't know about me is that I'm, I do understand multiple language, um, thanks to my family background and thanks to my traveling. Uh, another thing more personal is that, um, I feel I, I, most of the time I'm very anxious, but I know that people cannot see it or hear it. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I didn't notice if that, if that <laughs> helps, but that's interesting about the three languages. So what three do you speak? I speak uh, French, of course. It's my native language, English and Mandarin. Okay, that's that's awesome. I think it's it's so impressive when people know multiple languages because <laughs> it is so hard. And I think every language has its own nuance or like difference in the way you communicate things. Like, and it's going to sound funny, but like some languages, you have to put a lot more respect on the way you say things. In yes. some, it's more laid back and, and chill. So I think being able to communicate to different people in different ways is also a really key thing that you learn when you travel to your point um, or do things like that. So that that's amazing. Um, do you know, do you notice just out of curiosity, a difference between Canadian French and like France French? Yes. Yeah. Is there a big difference? <laughs> Are you talking about the Canadian Quebec? Yes. Or? Yes. Yes. There's a, a lot of difference. Okay. That's usually what I hear, but I was just curious to know <laughs> yes. from someone who actually has kind of seen both now and, and heard both and, and yeah. been in both. So that's, that's great. Um, who is your favorite public speaker and why? My favorite public speaker is Steve Harvey. So I love the way how he speaks, how he expresses himself and how confident he is because he's such a great public speaker. And as I was saying earlier, so I really like the way how he, he has some pose during his speech and that's not bothering at all. It's actually we are like waiting for what he's going to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love watching Steve Harvey because I think even his um, expressions Yes. They're, they're very good. Like he, he's very intentional with mm-hmm. the way he speaks. And, and to your point, he uses effective pauses. He emphasizes and enunciates certain things that leave the impact. And, and his facial expressions are really funny. Yes. Um, do you watch his game show? His game show? Yes. The one, the Family Feud? Yes, that's the one. Yeah, yes. I, I love Family Feud. It's so fun to, to watch and play. <laughs> um, we'll do a similar version of Family Feud right now where we'll do something called, um, it's our fast round or our fire round. Um, and it's, you have to answer 10 questions within a minute. And I'll kind of ask you those questions. They'll be really quick questions without thinking too much of it. Just kind of shout out your answer and then we'll go from there. It's time to test your impromptu speaking skills with rapid fire. Can you answer 10 random questions in less than one minute? So we'll time you and your time will start in three, two, one. Your first job. Customer service. Favorite dessert. Tiramisu. Favorite animal. Dog. Pizza or burger. Pizza. Last vacation spot. France. Next vacation spot. Cuba. Favorite color. Blue. Driving or flying? Driving. Your favorite speaker? Steve Harvey. And a new <laughs> hobby or something you want to learn? A new hobby? Um, 
learning a new language. Which one? I would say Spanish. Nice. I mean, that was 11 questions, but you, you're already on time, <laughs> so it was okay. You know, thank you so much, Helen, for, for joining us. This was such a fantastic and inspiring conversation. I'm sure it's leaving the crowd you know, feeling really inspired and learning so much about you, but also about how to step outside your comfort zone, how to deal with people in the project space and how important public speaking is at all ages across the world. Um, so thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for having me. Stand Up and Speak has trained thousands of students in the art of public speaking. For the past 20 years, we have produced numerous regional, provincial, and national public speaking champions. Our programs are fun, interactive, educational, and life-changing. Check out our Google reviews or visit us online at www.standupandspeak.com.